everybody welcome back to contractor growth network i'm logan and today i'm joined by tim brown who is the owner and lead strategist at hook agency tim thanks for joining me man absolutely man thank you for having me so the the topic of today and i'm gonna have tim pretty much guide the conversation is all about the world of roofing which is something that's very foreign to me you know as you guys know on this podcast we predominantly work with remodeling landscaping slash water features and then painting companies uh but roofing i mean from my side i see every single day at least a dozen different marketing agencies that really go after roofing companies mm-hmm. and i've probably like, as, as like facebook ads and stuff but i've probably only seen two or three others that go for like remodeling like like my yeah. industries so there's a lot of roofer uh, roofing companies and i'm curious like or roofing companies that let me say it one more time marketing for roofing companies that's what i'm trying yeah. to go for yeah i think them. i think you know the interesting part about i think our conversation today is potentially like sharing useful bits of information between sub industries you know that's something i've been doing a little bit more on my podcast is like i've had hvac and plumbing people on there and they're like is it, this is just for roofers, right? And I'm like, well, no, not necessarily. I think it's good to share like the share the love, you know what I mean? Like in the type. And I also think that roofers have their own unique challenges that are completely different. You know, frankly, make us a really great fit for them than uh, than like remodelers. And we we do have a few remodelers too, but like there's there's big differences, and I can kind of talk to those differences as well um, on the marketing side. But I also think it's good to like learn from the other contractors too. Well, good. So let's do this. Let's jump into real quick. You know, who is Tim Brown? What is Hook Agency? How'd you come up with the name? So that way they have a point of reference of who we're talking to, and then we'll jump into the nitty gritty. Yep, absolutely. So uh, Hook Agency is a marketing company. We're out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, four years in the making. Um, Before that, I was a marketing director at a different agency, and they served everyone like e commerce to like, you know, crazy B2B brands, like everything. Right. And then, mm-hmm. so when I got into this, I, I frankly like needed a specialty too. Cause I was just like one guy. And then I hired a couple people and it's like, when you're small in particular, it's really good to have a specialty. And so we just found ourselves being very useful to contractors. Um, like they needed our services more. They reached out to us more. Um, I liked them. Like for instance, like I love roofers, man. Like I, I'm like, I get along really well with them. It's just my vibe and their vibe and all that. I've got the hustle shirt on, but this is their vibe. You know what I mean? Like, so we get along really well with them. And then, you know, we've had pavement and all kinds of like from the beginning, we've had contractors that were like attracted to us. Um, and we just found ourselves being useful to them. So our methodology and all the work, you know, our, our per approach is really about I know there's overlap here, but I think it's good to share some uh, as much as we can. Persuasive website design. And then the other piece is like basically trying to make your website into a traffic magnet from Google. So like basically like content marketing is a big piece of that. We do link building from other websites back to people's website. And then we do technical changes on websites and we help keep them fresh. A lot of contractors and like, I know there's overlap. I apologize for like whatever. No, no, um, you're but- good. Yeah, 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 basically like they need somebody a lot of times to help them with this. And whether that's a marketing manager internally or an agency, it's like, it's really nice to have a fresh website no matter what. And then also like just trying to help them get um, Google traffic back. So now we have like three writers in-house, designers, developers, um, and SEOs. 
And uh, yeah, they just basically, you know, we're, tr we're always trying to get our clients more leads. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of the story in a nutshell. And I'm, we're, we're held to the fire. So it's like, we learn a lot from that process of like contractors um, holding us to the fire on, are we getting more leads? And so that's, and it's more so in the niches in particular that we serve around roofing. It's like about lead volume. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, whereas remodeling it comes down to quality a little bit more, you know, we really are trying to up the quality, but just knowing there is differences a little bit with the, the niches, uh, the sub niches that we both serve. Um, and a lot of our guys are like, really, it's like getting the thousands of leads a, a year is important to them, you know? And so that's kind of a change. And like, that's another thing of like, we've been thinking about HVAC and stuff like that too, but it's like, I've learned a lot from that, but I know like, I, I would guess your audience and maybe I'd just be curious, is like a little bit more, like it's about the quality of leads, not as much about the quantity of leads. And so, um, I certainly know there's differences in those and in, in that way. Um, but yeah, I don't know what your perception about the kind of the sub niches is there, but. So I, I know, for, I know for, uh, my audience, it's, it's predominantly smaller companies. Uh, I know the, like the roofing companies that I do know a lot of times they'll have estimators, mm -hmm. right? They'll have people whose sole job is to essentially get a lead, go out and go through the sales process with them, which means that they have more bandwidth, more time to deal with people that, you know, prospects that are not really yeah. you know, always ready to go, but because they have people that are on staff that handle this, they can. Yeah. Now on my side, it's generally going to be, you know, like smaller companies where the owner is trying to grow the company, manage the employees, and at the same time, do the sales. So for them, mm -hmm. the time piece is huge. So the quality yeah. essentially has to be there because yeah. you know, I, like I, I had a guy in my networking group back when I was in it, and I remember he was a roofing uh, estimator, and he was telling me that he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going out to this person's house after this, and they've already ghosted me twice mm -hmm. uh, when I went out there. So he is, I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, ghost? He's like, I've driven out to their house, and I'll tell them, like, hey, I'm here. And they'll say, oh, sorry, something came up. We're at work or, hey, yeah. I forgot that was today. We're gone. So, and I'm thinking like, well, that's like a fool me once. Shame on you. I'm yeah. not going back out there unless they're like, they send me a picture of them saying, hey, we're home. But he's already done this twice and he's going out a third time. And I was like, well, yeah. what happens if you get a third ghost? He's like, well, at that point, I'd probably just, you know, chalk it up to a loss. But there was nothing in place that committed them to being there. So, so there's like yeah. one or two things that could have happened there, right? It's like, it's either he makes a lot of money on those jobs and that's why he's willing to take it on the chin or he's, you know, like just not think, you know, he's not thinking about, he's not, he needs a, a trusted advisor like you to kind of talk him through like why that's not good to do at this time, I guess. Well, I, I remember he, that well then like a couple weeks after he told me that story, he was like, yeah, I'm leaving the company. So I, I think he was oh. going through the motions at that point and he was yeah. like, oh, screw it. And we're just, was yeah. he a, was he, he was a sales and estimating guy you said? For a roofing company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how? Like in, yeah. Just somebody in our group. Yep. I, I think that that's such a, it's a good and interesting uh, take because potentially things like that could contribute to employee turnover, right? Like you, and I do think that certainly no matter who you are, the better the, the leads are better. And it, what, you know, what leads and what sources you're getting them from. So from my point of view, 
that's why I love organic traffic. Like that's why I love Google organic. Cause I think you get a lot of this quality from there. And like people talk to me and I, we don't run a ton of Facebook ads or anything like that. And I, do you run Facebook ads for people? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I, it's just, they talk about the leads are different. There's just a different, there's a different thing. So you do need to do more qualifying up front. I think for different types of leads. And I think that that's certainly something I want to get into more around the qualification and maybe the, the appointment setting side of things for people. I don't know. Are you doing stuff like that for people? No. So what we do is, is we will, um, as part of our package, you know, it's not just a website we actually do. It's, it's a system where we show you how to attract them mm -hmm. to the site, let the site do the, yeah. the trust building and the, you know, enthusiasm building, but also pre-qualify them. But then we also show them on the back end. Here's how you further pre-qualify them over the phone. Just mm -hmm. really basically before you drive out there. Yeah, so that's good. It's, it's it, it, There is a sales aspect of it because that's I, awesome. I, I like sales more. I'm more yeah. confident in sales. Crazy enough. But um, yeah, it's so, so it's so important though. And I think like, honestly, Oh man, contractors need that. There's, there's a lot of smart people, but there's a lot of people that like, they do really good work and then they just don't understand these aspects. So, we do a lot of the turnkey marketing stuff, but like what I don't do, and I think it's awesome that you do, is that next piece, all that stuff, the phone call stuff, all that is so important. And it's it's just a reminder, like leads are nothing without a good sales process. It's just nothing. And it's like, there's so much waste. There's so much waste in creating leads. And I wish that there was more, um, I, you know, frankly, I like that you're doing that. And it's awesome. And I think like, I don't know if I want to do that because I'm I don't feel as confident on sales, but I think like to me the biggest thing is just like learn to sell. Like you learn to sell and then learn that selling is part of customer service. Like it's it's um, even talking to people that don't buy is part of your reputation. So like to me that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately too. Yeah, I, I I'm big on it, and that's something that's been like very big for us this year. Like internally at our company, like growing was like realizing that there's a lot of people in our world that know us that are on our email list, this and that. And we were just so reliant on the marketing to close the deal. But then once we got uh, a salesman mm -hmm. in here who would then call somebody up and go, Hey, I saw you downloaded this about four months ago. You know what motivated you to download it? Oh, I know uh, this is why. And I've actually been meaning to reach out to you guys. Thanks mm -hmm. for calling. So yeah. people just, they just want to feel special. They want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And by having somebody reach out, a lot of people that were just like already on the edge by doing that, it was, it, it worked It moved the needle. So, you know, a lot of times the problem that we see is people don't need more leads. They just need leads that are higher quality. So, you know, especially with like in the smaller uh, companies where you don't need a hundred leads a month, you don't need 200 leads a month because you can only take on 10 jobs. So you really just need to focus on what is it going to take to get those 10 jobs? Do you want 200 leads? And we'll, you know, you'll have to deal with 190 crap ones, or do you only want 20, which means that you're getting 10 wins and 10 crap ones for people that are not quite ready. So yeah. it's up you know, to you. I think, uh, I'll be honest. I think, I think it's more often, I think there's sales problems. I think there's, a, I think there's a lot of sales problems and it's not just like how many crap ones is very subjective. And that's a very hard thing to get a hold of. And that's why I do think it is good to have clarity around lead quality, whatever that looks like for you. I'm not saying that, um, 
I'm not saying that it has to look exactly like ours, like internally at our company, but we do it this way. And I want to share it, which is just, we have MQLs, which is a marketing qualified lead and an SQL, which is a sales qualified lead. And construction companies, like I do talk to people that like, I just talked to a windows and doors company, very smart, savvy people, but they didn't, they didn't understand there, there should be qualification because in bigger companies, you've got the, and I know you know this, Logan, probably so, but I'm just saying like for the people listening, like you've got this, you've got separate departments a lot of time, right? You've got the marketing department and the sales department. You and I might be a little bit of both and a lot of these people might be a little bit of both. But when you get to bigger companies, those distinctions are really important because there is responsibility at each level of the funnel and the people on your team have responsibility. And the reason I got really into this is because I was the marketing director at a company and we had salespeople under the, mm-hmm. not underneath, but you know, in the funnel underneath um, that would be talking to people and, and they'd, they'd qualify things, but there wasn't a system around what was quality and what was mm-hmm. not, not quality. So it was really important to get understanding within the team about what a qualified lead looks like. What is a qual, even if it's just that question, we need clarity because otherwise there's no um, accountability for sales. And and sometimes it's just within my own brain because I was doing this as an individual solopreneur too. There needs to be accountability for that part of my brain to know Okay, this is a this person has the budget for this project, right? They have the uh, they they need what we sell. They have the authority to make the decision, right? It's that Bant thing: budget, mm-hmm. authority, need, timeline, and like you know, sometimes it's uh, it's really important to make sure that those things are really clear. Um, within your team or within yourself so that your other side, so that, Hey, maybe I need to fix this closing rate in my, in myself or my team. Maybe that's where it is. It's not marketing's fault because, uh, because they're delivering a bunch of leads that are qualified by our own, um, our own, we, we created this, these things together. We, as a team or as an individual, you create these things and you, you basically need to sign off on them. I do think it's, it is useful to figure out that because it, it, it really does define your next action or your next fix. What are you fixing next? Is it marketing that's broken or is it sales that's broken? And I certainly think having those numbers month over month and quarter over quarter and year over year starts to really show patterns and show where the breakdown is. And um, I do think that, so it's awesome that you help, you know, people improve their sales and their, their qualification too. Cause yeah, it's, it's such a, it is a hard problem and it is something that people need need help. How are we supposed to be expert at all these things? Like as a, especially when you're like a construction or, you know, a contractor of some type, you're spending all this time learning the craft. It's not the same and it's not on computers and it's not in the office like half the time. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting world. And, and I, I mean, I like the, the combination of the two because that's like, that's how I kind of started. Like my dad's got that whole um, yeah. the CSA like Academy that teaches contractors how to sell. So we yeah. show them like the basics of this is how you do it. If you want to get really good at it, go join this program because 
you know, and, and it's in essence, it's leading with like the um, the chocolate covered carrot where it's like, hey, you'll learn how to ejection handle. But in yeah. reality, you learn how to just communicate with other humans, yeah. whether it's a prospect, it's your spouse, it's your kids, like, you know, kind of what to say and how to say it. So it is a sales thing. But like when you learn how to sell and you learn how to communicate, like the whole world opens up for you mm-hmm. there. So like if I ever get in an argument with like somebody, I can, I kind of refer back to like, what, okay, what would I do in a sales situation? And because you've got a lot of practice, you're able to like essentially stay calm in the pocket and not have like your, mm. your fight or flight go up. Mm. So, That's so good. What is C- You said CSA? Yeah. So what it stands for, it, it, it's a company that my, my dad and this guy, Tom Reber okay. created, and it's called Contractor Sales Academy. And in nice. essence, it all started because he was losing out on leads. Um, yeah. So we hopped on Home Advisor and- he was like, okay, I'm getting a lot of just people that have no idea what I do, what it costs, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm paying all this money. I don't want to drive all over the place for this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to learn a better way to do it. So what he does is he learned to pre-qualify over the phone and just get a ballpark estimate with people. That's good. Like, yeah. hey, what are you looking for? Guys? Yeah. This is about what it's going to cost. And yeah. most people were like 20% of whatever he wanted to charge. So he saved all that time. And I remember he went uh, one for 60 by doing this and he was like, Oh shit. Like there's gotta be other people that need this as well. So yeah. he and Reber linked up and they created the contractor sales Academy, which is, yeah. and that's how I learned how to sell. Um, it, it, yeah, it's great. So it's a great program. And I, I talk about it all the time because it's sales is one of those things that if you're running your own business, like you need to learn. Cause like there's three aspects yeah. of the business. You've got how to get a client to call you, how to close yeah. the client and how to fulfill the work that the client wants. And that's it, you know, marketing sales fulfillment, those are the three aspects of business and you're done. But most people only focus on the fulfillment and they forget about the first two things, which are actually going to bring in the work. Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody's at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com. I know it, all this stuff for the remodeling, like all the, the pleasurable yeah. home service providers. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to roofing, HVAC, plumbing, like, and you talked about making your websites persuasive. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. So from my point of view, trust is one of the most important things that we can build into our website. And from what I can tell, a lot of contractors grew up or made their money in being able to do the work, but then they learned how to sell or they're, they're learning how to sell. They're getting better and they're, they're pretty good. They're good at getting trust quickly, but then when it comes to their website, they don't do it. Um, and it's some of those things like, hey, what would you say if you needed to get trust? This is just a good question to think about. What would you say if you needed to get trust quickly? And they, they don't they don't know how to do that on their website because they generally have assumed previously to now that if you're going on their website, you had gotten a business card from them or, you know, gotten a referral from your friends. So then trust is already starting to get there. Um, But in a lot of cases now, if we're driving traffic to that website with a Facebook ad or um, a, you know, Google ads campaign or, or Google organic, you've got this disconnect where they, the person doesn't really know you or care 
Mm-hmm. Frankly, I mean, frankly, no one really cares about you that much anyways, but yeah. you know, it's like mm-hmm. you need to get the trust quickly by putting things like in the, the easiest example is I love a good testimonial section right at the top, like right underneath that hero, that, that big billboard at the top. And then you got the trust section. Like to me, it's the photo of the person who left the review, five stars, like actual like icon of five stars where the review was left, like a Google logo, and then a brief version of the testimonial. Maybe it's a carousel, so you can pop through them, but you're seeing faces, and they're, they're not pretty. You know, half the time, they're just Joe Schmo and his wife. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about making this, like, the most, you almost don't want it to be pol- super polished half the time, because you want you want it to feel like a, a Google reviews widget, almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I want this thing to feel... Um, very natural and to feel like it's almost pulling directly from Google. And we would only pull ones that really came from Google, right? Um, and maybe the Facebook logo or wherever else a review was left, home advisor, whatever else, right? And that's one element of persuasion, which is just social proof. We need social proof to help somebody fully feel like you're good to go. This guy's good to go. Okay. What other, what other um, organizations, awards, where else are you reviewed? Are you on BBB? Those kind of secondary, that's something that we do all the time on our, on our websites where we have that row of like badges up top that just kind of quickly, do I think everyone's going to look at them and be like, that's BBB. That's the home. That's the local home show award that they got. I care, care, care. No, it's just subconscious. It's just, we put them in grayscale and drop them back a little bit just because it's like, it doesn't, then it doesn't like grab attention. The point is, is subconsciously there. Another one is just like, okay, so we talk about trust. Persuasion also includes basically thinking in a too long, didn't read format, TLDR, right? Like what can, like, they're not going to read shit. Like we are going to put a lot of content on the page for SEO, but like they're going to read like two sections and then they're going to scan the headlines and then they're going to either contact you or not contact you. But we can put bullet points up at the top with little icons. We can make sure that each headline is well-crafted. Like if there's anything to focus on, it's like the copy of your headlines. And I know you know this, Logan, because um, your website is just so well done. But the headlines in each section are the things that people are scanning to. They're looking at the image, they're looking at the headline. You know, like, you know, we've done the tracking, we've done the, the heat mapping, we've we put this, there's a tool called Inspectlet that allows you to like record everybody on a website. There's, a, there's several of these, but it just records them clicking around on their site. We see what they do. They go to the headlines, they look at a photo, headline photo, and then they're gone or they're under the next page, the next to the service page or whatever. So you could just got to kind of think like a user. We want the content there for SEO perspective. I say think like a user, just think like a random person that's coming to your website and how little attention you normally spend on other people's website. Like how little, how little, it's almost an encouraging thing, how little it takes for you to potentially submit a contact form on somebody else's website, have empathy for them and allow them to scan. And I think that that's persuasion, empathy and getting trust quickly. And then, you know, I'm I'm sure you do this on your websites, but it's about having clear call to actions with good copy around the call to action. Maybe a trust factors. I call them trust factors. Those testimonials, things like that around the call to action. 
getting them to the next step. So a call to action is just that big button that says get a free consultation or whatever it happens to be on your website. But we want it to be up on the top of the website right away. We want it to be on the top right of the menu. I like it to be on the foot right above the footer of the website, like on every interior page. I also like, you know, something we've been doing lately is just in blog posts, halfway down the blog posts, we're using something called dynamic ads on WordPress. And to have a, a call to action halfway after like seven, eight paragraphs in blog posts. And we just, you know, kind of, it's like almost like a mini homepage section right there. It's just like, you've read some article, mm-hmm. you know, like let's, <laughs> let's get into it, you know? Um, so to me, those are elements of persuasion, you know, trust, empathy with the, the too long, didn't read bullet point type and headline stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, call to actions, making them clear, obvious, good copy and usually a good image kind of helps with those call to actions and to me using human beings smiling faces somebody experiencing like it looks like they could be experiencing the emotional benefit you know of what you sell so like yes i like some of our best websites like there's a or one of our best websites i think we've got this kid on you know on his dad's shoulders, he's smiling, he's in front of his house, the the roof is behind him, but he's just like having a good time. It's not about the roof, it's about the guy and his, you know, protect your home and family, right? Like making it focused on them. Let's talk about that one statement right there. So you just said, it's not about the roof, yeah. What What do you mean by that? What walk me through that that yeah. idea? Oh man, I I was just on this amazing. Like I I I'm literally going to steal this from the guy that was on my podcast yesterday yesterday because he's so good. It's Torlando Hakes from Periodic, which is a kind of a, a Calendly alternative. So I got to give him the the little plug in there. It does uh, appointment setting better than Calendly, apparently. Anyways, the point <laughs> he said this, which I was like, having a beautiful home is is like the top of maslow's it, it relates to the top of maslow's hierarchy of need which is it's like self-actualization because you're in comfort you're it, it relates to your identity you have everything and your home is beautiful and comfortable and makes you feel safe and happy with your family so when you're selling home services whatever it happens to be we're selling that self. I love the way he put this. You're selling that self-actualization, not the product itself, not the service itself. You're, you're selling that ideal state that the homeowner may be in when they really, when they really get to the sweet spot in their home, when they have a home that they feel comfortable in and love, you're selling that self-actualization in that sweet spot. I'm totally stealing this. It's so good, right? It's a good mindset to be in. We're, we're, we get into that mode where we think we're selling shingles or we think we're selling just a beautiful kitchen or we think we're selling a pool or whatever, but you're really selling this state, this ideal state that they're in with their family and that safety and that feeling of comfort. And that's a huge way. Like if you really just want to make one improvement to your website today and you're listening to this, it's go through your website, imagine you're a homeowner and anywhere it says, I or we on your homepage, switch it to you. Talk about them and how this is going to be, how, how you're excited to help them with their, their um, getting to their ideal home, like versus saying 
and, and I'm not saying to be like, like sometimes it's just, you gotta be clear. I'm not saying don't do this to an extreme, but really try to make it about them. And the reason that psychologically that, and I think you know this, Logan, and in sales is so important, this is important in sales too, but it's, everyone's the, the hero of their own story and their, in their own head all the time. We're always thinking about ourselves. So when you go against that by talking about us and our company and how we're going to give you the best bathroom or the best kitchen around, right? Like you're actually competing with them in their mind because they're thinking about themselves and they're like, wow, this guy's kind of, or this company's kind of cool and they're good, you know, wow, they're good, but like, I'm kind of like thinking about my home and what I need. I'm not thinking about you and how, you know, cool your company is. So when we, when we co-opt that, when we be part of the story in their head by saying, you want this and your, um, how good will it feel to be in a kitchen that you, you and your wife love or you and your family love or whatever, right? When we talk that way, when we talk in a way that just basically it's on the same frequency as they're already thinking, we're not trying to get them over to our frequency, which is our company is awesome. We stay on the frequency they're on, which is me, 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 me. And we know that anecdotally because we do it in our own head when we go on websites. It's not necessarily this crazy epiphany, but it is an aha moment for a lot of construction companies, contractors, et cetera, that, that have been just really hammering people with how cool they are on their, on their, website, but also on their ads and everything they do for their marketing, which it can just shift if you just think about it in terms of you and your results and you're the hero of the story, you're the homeowner, and here's how this is going to make your life better. And I, it's a shift, but it's a shift. I will be honest, 80% of contractors have not made. It's, it's good and people, once they hear it, feel it and they understand why intuitively why it's important, but most contractors have not done it. Yeah. I mean, like for you, Tim, how, how many times have you been to the about us page on Amazon? Never. <laughs> right. Like none of us give a shit yeah. about, yeah. Who, you know, or like when you buy something, it was a little bit bigger on like maybe eBay, but on Amazon, like I very, very, very rarely ever go check out like, you know, like, is this a local company? Like where is this product made? Like you just buy it because it's, it's, that's what's relevant to me is the product itself. Yeah. So we, we love to focus on like, Here's why we're amazing. And here's yeah. all the great things about us. And you do need some of that a little bit, which is what you're talking yeah. about with the testimonial. Like, yeah. hey, we're legit. Yeah. And then let's talk about you. And I, I want to say this is it's not, don't take this as like a, like, I, I think I have done this too, too far on some websites. So like, you got to have a mix, you know what I mean? You got to have a mix. It's just a reminder that so, a good chunk of your copy and images should just really be about the homeowner and the result that they want. And you, and one last thing, this is basically just story brand, which is a, a big, you know, it's a big book. You should check it out. It's really good. Um, it's about this, the customer is the hero thing. But the other thing is, is that you want to have a clear positive outcome and a clear negative outcome in the story. So you, you, it's okay to talk a little bit about how, if they choose a low quality provider, what the negative consequences of that could be versus what the ideal scenario would be if they choose somebody who cares about them and is like going to be with them to the final details. And obviously you have to be that kind of contractor. That's really that high end premium right. contractor that you serve. 
Um, you want to make sure that you're, you actually can fulfill on these marketing messages. But once you, once you know that you are and you're that kind of company and, and once again, maybe it's only 40% of contractors that really do that. Once you do, you can stake your reputation on that in your marketing and really talk that way. But you, you, you can't, there needs to be stakes to the story. There could be a, a extreme, maybe it's not extreme, but you know, the negative consequences of choosing a low quality provider and the, the ideal future that you, you want to help them get to, which is, I kind of think of as like the promised land of the story. And you want to outline both of those things. And, but in the end of the day, you don't have to be, you don't have to be crazy about it. Like, Sometimes we're doing websites for people and it's like, I, I kind of like have to talk to our designer like, cause he's really bought into this idea too. It's like, there should be clarity up top on the website about what this is. It's, you know, you go too far down this rabbit hole of like fancy marketing stuff. And it's like, no, we need to make it very clear what this company is and does with the images on right when you land on the website too. That's, that's important. That's empathy, clarity. And you do this when you work with companies, you do this for everybody or is it just for specific industries that this is yeah. really relevant to? I think it's, I think it's relevant for most everybody. I really, I do think that um, home services in general is, is something I, you know, we think about more and I have a lot more examples around that and roofers in particular, we have a ton of examples. Um, but I think it, I think it's relevant to a lot of companies. I agree with that. So to, to, to kind of wrap all this stuff up, it really sounds like the everything's all more about them, not about yeah. you as the contractor. Yeah. Hit them really quick with some sort of social proof to let them know that you're legit Yeah, and you'll be good. Exactly. It helps. It helps a lot. So cool, man. I appreciate you joining. Um, if they want to learn more about you and connect with you, the people listening to this, what's the best way to go about doing that? Um, hookagency.com. Tim at hookagency.com is my email. And yeah, just hook agency all over social media. Cool. All right, everybody. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, sir. Cool.